Put it working, here's the proof. What you want? I'm making moves, punching it. I'm on it too. I'm in the gym, I'm in the stew. It's hunting season. Where's the food? We push each other daily, level up. Cause that's what brothers do. Clock in. journey just getting started um we've done some some cool stuff this week man yep. with uh with the brand you know we consider clock in a brand it's not just um an ig movement or or a podcast or a clothing line um it's a brand to us and we released uh some new merch man hopefully y'all y'all caught it um get that man go go cop it's up get, it's getting cold out so uh it's cuffing season it's, it is cuffing season so you know, get get yourself some new merch. Yeah. Some of y'all didn't clock in this summer, so Sick. we got some we got some fall Ooh. clothing. Ooh. So that um, for those who didn't clock in, we got some hoodies. We got some crew necks. We got some we got some joggers, man. But uh, on a serious note, um, we did decide to do something with breast cancer awareness month. Um, so I think there's probably six or seven items um that have some form of pink on it yep. and uh, all the money is going to the breast cancer research foundation not all 50 percent of the proceeds yeah we, um, we got we got to eat too yeah yeah you know we, <laughs> we got to pay these uh these light bills in here uh we don't pay the bills no nah, we don't that was shout out to uh overtime man yeah. shout out to ota but um but yeah man cop up man i think um there's definitely some some good feedback that we've gotten from it yeah um and we have a lot of options you know um not just what we posted on social media so check out uh clockinapparel.com um also again we talked about this um i think a few weeks ago but the unity is greater than division yep line is out um the election is is coming up and uh we need we need to get that message out uh because it's vital if you watch the base, man, um, division is <laughs> division is the is a hot topic right now. That's that's what all this, you know, media, media like you know, media, p- politics and 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 all these outlets, a lot of division out there, man, pushing so. extremism, man. So yeah, dog. Um, wanted to start with that um, Lakers game tonight, game six. 
I said Lakers are six from from the beginning. Yeah, I said five. Um, should have been it, five. It should have been five. But uh, Jimmy Butler almost he almost died uh, on, yeah, on Thursday. I mean, he's no, a, Friday. He's a warrior. Like yeah. You saw the post game. Yeah, man. And he like walked out. That's the show. Like they were asleep. Man. Yeah. Like, like, just got I mean, he, I saw a stat. He's played like I don't know the the total log of minutes, but ninety percent of the minutes um, he's he's been a part of. So the two games they won, he he sat out for a combined total of probably like four minutes. Yeah, yeah. which um, isn't good. Isn't a good sign for them to me tonight because yeah. doing that with a day of rest, um, we've we've all played college sports, even mm-hmm. like AAU. Um, AAU, like you're playing it back to back to back in AAU, um, and it, your body after playing, I think forty seven minutes or something mm-hmm. crazy like that, um, you need at least like two days, man, to, to fully recover. And so. then also the fact that he has to score at a high level. I've said this before. The only way you're going to win games against the Lakers is if you have guys that can just go off. I mean, you saw it. The uh, the Blazers got uh, they got one win right. Yeah. Dame had like Game 45. One. Game one. Jamal Murray, he had, you know, crazy, crazy games. Jimmy had his 40-point game. Can he do that again? Probably not. Because he also has to defend the greatest player in the game right now. Yep. At a high level. So. Yep. Um, and role players, too. <clears throat> I mean, Duncan Robinson had 26. Yeah. Um, our role players outside of KCP didn't play that well. Um, and that's so. And that's the thing. It's like... They had this monster. They had this monstrous games, um, you know, and Duncan and Jimmy, but they still barely won. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, Dan- Danny Green, um, apparently nah. his contract uh, on, sent him to LA, nah, but he, he left his jump side in Toronto. Don't do that. Don't that do joint that. is still with with uh, my Masai Ujiri <laughs> and Kyle Lowry and them. Don't do that. Here. He hasn't hit a shot. He hasn't been hitting shots all bubble, bro. Okay, but that game, he was two for five. Like, that's not a terrible percentage. He was two for five. LeBron has to shoot that. No, he doesn't. (laughs) We're not going to get into that, man. I only said that to get on your nerves. We're not going to get into that. Uh, But look, man, let's let's introduce ourselves because we haven't done this yet. Um, And... You know, we're we do this. We've done this for probably fifteen episodes. Yeah, we we haven't introduced <laughs> ourselves. So, uh, clock uh, in podcast co-host here, Marshall Cedarico Hamilton. <laughs> Wait, you should have told me. Oh, uh, Cedarico. One day we'll get it right. Um, but co-host Austin Hamilton here. Uh, clock in the podcast, and we got a special guest, man. Marathon Mark, aka Marathon Mark. Marcus Berry, aka anything else? Spinner. Mr. Clock in, aka Spinner. <laughs> <laughs> Spinner. Let's go, man. That's my guy right there. How you feeling, man? I'm good, man. I'm happy to be here. Happy to be a guest on the podcast. Yes, sir. And Marcus, you've been here, what, twice? Yeah, it's my third time third here. Third time, yeah. yeah. So you you know what we're about, man. You know we have fun and um you know, we're we're excited to have you, man, cuz you you're on a, a special journey, obviously. Yeah. Um you know, with what you got going on in your fitness, but um 
Yeah, man, we're, we're excited to have you here, man. Appreciate you yes, stopping by. I'm happy to be like here. Like family clock and apparel on. So yeah, yeah, man. You make sure y'all support. Yes, get some merch. You know what I'm saying? Clockandapparel.com, man. Go cop that. And, and check in, check out the YouTube so you can see what Marcus is wearing. You know, you know what I'm saying? Clock into that YouTube. I need um, to get me some sweatpants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's that, it's that season. Site, huh? What's up? Where can they get the gear from the site? Uh yeah, I mean it's it's on clockandapparel.com dot com. So yeah. you'll see you'll see different categories. Um, I think it's broken down by like Unity versus Division has its own category. Yep. You got the t shirts, long sleeve, crew necks, hoodies, joggers, breast cancer awareness has its own um, category. I think the women's BCA. Um, it's not yeah. We don't have a women's um, section anymore. Oh, we don't. It's all unisex, but. Um, yeah, that, we, might upset some, that might upset some people in 2020. We're not going to go there today. Oh, um, God. If that, if that... Please. My bad. I mean, it's, it's, it's a crazy... It's cancel culture, man. But, um, yeah, man, we can, we can start with the connection. So this is the second uh, Barry we've had as a guest. Um, and it wasn't planned out this way, but when people that we know have value to add, a cool story to tell that we think will relate and be powerful... Um, you know, we want to have them on and, um, you know, this is actually Nico's cousin. Nico does the, the film for us and the YouTube. So shout out to Nick, uh, AKA, uh, at Mr. Fooley. Austin got the drop from my yeah. girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nico was, uh, he, he brought a, another special guest, um, his dog, French Bulldog. His name is Nipsey. So. Yeah man, shout out, shout out to Nipsey man. Yeah, y'all will see, yeah y'all will see Nipsey uh, on the social media. One of the cutest guys you ever see. So, big shout out to Nipsey man. So, I mean, you've known Marcus longer than I have, so I figured you can kind of walk through the connection, um, how you all met, and mm -hmm. kind of how our families gelled. Because um, we joke, we always joke, and we're like. You know, the, the Barry family is kind of like the soul food family. <laughs> it's a big family. You know, they have dinners on Sundays. Um, you know, it, so that's that's what our joke was. But y'all seen part of the Barry family on mm -hmm. here. But, uh, you know, this is actually Blair and, and Nico's cousin. So I'll let you, you talk through yeah, you know, so the connection. Basketball, man. Um, yeah. I think it was, was it Rustin? That's, yeah, that's my earliest. Yeah, earliest I think, I'm pretty sure it was Rustin. Um I think we were we're playing ten and under. Like Dogwood Elementary. Yep. We had that's where we used to have our practices. You played up that year. Yeah, Marcus. Yeah. Marcus was playing. You always up. played up. Um and uh we won the we won the championship that year. That team was loaded too, man. Yeah. That team was loaded. Um but yeah, that's that's where it started, man. And um, you know, Marcus I don't think it wasn't because you were the youngest, but you know, you were always just kinda quiet and kinda chill into yourself. Um, but that was the first year we played together, and then was undefeated that year. I don't remember losing. Yeah, I don't think y'all yeah, lost. I was undefeated. Yeah, I don't remember. I didn't really you know what? Much, I think I think we lost because I was at. We were in South Carolina, but we lost to Mount Vernon um, in a in a Thanksgiving tournament. Yeah, That's the only loss yeah. we had, um, and we never got the we never got to play him after that. Um, but yeah, that was the only loss we had. We ran through everybody. Um, but yeah, man, you know we we started that year together and then ever since then I think we played literally played on the same team until like my senior year in high school yeah. from AAU on to high school um, you know we won a lot of games 
took a lot of L's too. But, you know, we ended up coming out champions, man, in high school. And, you know, Marcus was a big part of that. Um, so, yeah, man. Round of, round of applause for that, man. Yeah. And a crazy journey, man. Really had. Because, you know, for you, I, I feel like you really, once you got to high school, man, that's kind of when your game, like, took off. Yeah. Um, and, you, and you started to build confidence. Because um, you're a player. I remember your freshman year. Um, you were playing JV. Mm-hmm. It was cooking, too. And you were killing, bro. Like, you were in the weight room that year, too. Yeah. Man. Marcus got big. Yeah, because you, you you were cut up. You had a varsity body, honestly, yeah, as man. a freshman. And you were you were bodying people, taking them to the hole. Um, and it ended up, you know, playing sophomore year, too, and, and junior year with me. Um, but, yeah, man, we, we've had some, some cool stories. Yeah. A lot of... <laughs> Hilarious stories. Yeah, man. A lot of... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we could do a whole podcast. Yeah, it was really good. Shout out to Nemo, man. Yeah, <laughs> shout out Coach Nemo. Yeah, shout out to Nemo, yeah. man. Um, but yeah, man, that, that's the beauty of, of playing sports, and um, especially you know in, in basketball, like lifelong relationships and friendships, um, bringing together families, um, and you know we wouldn't be as close with the Barry family if it wasn't for basketball. Exactly right. Um, so. Yeah, man, it's it's been a special, special journey to get to know you and your family. Um, likewise, likewise. Yeah, man. So, I mean, that's where it started with me and and where it's going. Yeah, I mean, same. <laughs> I mean, I met I met Marcus through obviously you. Yep. Um, I was closer in age to Richie, which is Blair's older brother, and then Nico uh, as well. Um, but I always, you know, saw Marcus because I went to your games. Mm-hmm. And um, like you said, man, it w- was kind of reserved. Um, Marcus was still funny back then. He was just still more low funny, key. Yeah. He was just more low key about it. <laughs> um, but but always always played hard, man. And um, you know, I always you know liked how he approached the game. Yeah, he was fearful, man. Fearful. Fearless. He, said, he, he was always playing up. Yeah, fearless. Um, um, he you know wasn't a big like. I need the ball type of guy. Um, but, you know, like you said, when you got to high school, you know, I feel like you playing up prepared you yeah, for absolutely. JV yeah. as a freshman. And, um, I mean, it was it was easy work, man. It was. Um, <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? you Because you were, what, like, probably like five, eight, five, nine as yeah, a freshman. freshman year? Yeah, probably. And, you know, like, like we said, you had a – you had a legit varsity body, but you but you worked for it though. Yeah, yeah, he worked because yeah, like, he worked his tail off. Yeah, you weren't always you know the the most built and like you didn't have that much weight. But I remember for freshman year, I'm like, dang. Yeah, like, I played football that year. I think. Did you? Cool. Okay, that yeah. might have helped. That might have helped. He was bigger than me. <laughs> for real. like I was a senior yeah. year, freshman year. Um, yeah, I weighed like a buck. 45 soaking wet, dog. You were bigger than me. I was a freshman. Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, yeah. I'm like bigger than you, though. Yeah, that was, that was a fact. But I did want to start start with the transition to running because I feel like, um, you know, obviously you have a cool basketball story, but, like, what you're doing now and where that started I think will be an impactful story because, you know, I joked about this on, on the first episode. Um, I've never seen someone go from basketball to cross country. No. <laughs> because... Running is punishment to basketball players. And um, and it, if you did, like, track, it's like, all right, you know, you're, you're doing sprints, high jump. Yeah. But cross country, 
bro, I couldn't do it. I I get lost. You know what I'm saying? I'm running into people's yards and stuff. I couldn't I couldn't fade it. But uh, you know, obviously you did, man, and and it stuck. You stuck with it. So I think it'd be cool for the people to kind of hear like what made you make that jump, man, and like how did your running journey like start? Yeah, it's funny because I never liked running either. I, mean, <laughs> I used to hate running, doing suicides. Like, yeah. remember like fall conditioning, we would have to run two miles around the track. Like, I hated running, just like everybody else. Um, and then one year, uh, I guess my mom had got a treadmill for Christmas, and then it just slowly became my treadmill because I <laughs> one night I was just on the treadmill. Nico's Nico's heard this story. I was on the treadmill one night and. Um, I put it on five miles per hour, and then I was like, in my head, I was like, well, if I'm on here for an hour, that'll be five miles. Like yeah. now, that was just like a small accomplishment at yeah. that time, but that's really what it was. I, I stayed on the treadmill for an hour, and I looked up, and it said 5.0, and I kind of like became addicted to that. Yeah. Um, and then also, I wanted to get an edge. Like if I if I if I um, if I developed an interest in running, and I actually liked running. I knew it would help me in basketball because yeah, right. people didn't really like to run. Yeah. So it started out like that. And then once I started running cross country the next year, it was about a year later, that's when I really got into it. And that's when I was like, the five miles was like, all right, now I can probably do a half marathon. And then wanting to do a half marathon turned into wanting to do a full marathon. Right. So I just like really just got addicted to running. And then it was, it was like a therapeutic outlet. Mm -hmm. And it was just like an escape from everything. So right, yeah. I just, I literally got addicted to it. Yeah. Slowly, going, slowly going, but surely, yeah. Going off that like therapeutic, I feel like um, I noticed something like in high school that like basketball, you, I don't, I don't think you were sure you wanted to play or not. I feel like. Yeah. Um, and I think because you started running and um, you kind of found something that, you could just get away to. I feel like that kind of helped you in, in, in your decision-making to play. Um, and I was grateful for it because I feel like if you didn't do that, man, you probably wouldn't have played and helped us win a championship that year. Um, so, yeah, I, I did notice that, like, he's really taking a liking to this running, but it's helping him mentally, mm -hmm. right? Because, I mean, I didn't know what you were going through during that time, but I did see, like, okay, like, he's going through something, but this running thing – is needed for for him and his own development um so that was cool to see man but it's uh <laughs> yeah it's it was still crazy like i'm like dog why are you like why are you running <laughs> yeah <I'm> right like, <laughs> like you're a hooper you've been a hooper your whole like life overnight <laughs> like to other people it was it was like an overnight yeah. thing um the thing i heard man or two things i heard that i think like i learned from what you said and i, and I think other people can learn from it you started off small and you kept it simple. You were like, I'm gonna put it at five, I run for an hour, like that's you know, that's that's five miles. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I had never done five miles. I think the most I'd ever done is like two miles yeah. just because we had to for right. basketball. Yeah, so. it, it, exactly, man. So it wasn't like because a lot of people when they wanna start something, it could be it could be a business, it could be working out, it could be eating right, it could be reading, like whatever that new thing is. Um, I think people either overthink and never start or they try to start off too fast out the gates mm -hmm. instead of just, all right, I'm, I'm just going to keep it simple. Break it down. This is all I need to do. Um, and uh, and then now you become consistent with it because 
it's not it's not such a big thing anymore. Yeah. Right. And another thing I was gonna say is, um, I see this happen a lot, man. In fact, I was talking to, to I was at an event this weekend, and um, there was a, a a woman who had her son who's about seventeen, and he was like, or she was like, you know, baseball is what he's best at, but his passion is basketball. Um, and kind of similar to you. Um, I mean, you've never run cross country, right? So basketball was probably, yeah, you know, and I'm going to ask you next kind of what that was like, but basketball is what you're more talented at, but you found peace and you found a passion in running. Whereas a lot of people, because their mom, coach, friends are saying you should go play college, right? They do that, but then they're freaking miserable mm. instead of like doing what they want to do. Right. So I, I feel like that's a big lesson. Um, you know, do what, do what gives you peace man you know and even if you're talented at something you know that doesn't mean that's what god has for you um so so on on top of that man um how was it going from you know playing basketball your whole life to jumping into something new right i'm I'm sure there were some obstacles that you had to overcome um and, and you weren't just i mean maybe i'm wrong but you didn't just Start winning meets like yeah. off jump, right? And, and you didn't, and you didn't play your senior year. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. So yeah, definitely talk about that, man. Because, like you just said, you're doing something your whole life, and then all of a sudden, you're just done with it. Yeah. Like, what was that like for you? So to answer to answer Marshall's question, uh, it was it was challenging. You know, I, I was I was definitely out of my comfort zone. I was in a new a new group of people who I'd never really been around, like the cross country. Athletes are a lot different than yeah. Let's keep it hundred, man. You, know you weren't around black people anymore. Yeah. Right. And I think there was like maybe three or four black people in the cross country program, but like yeah, for the most part it was it was a different crowd. Yeah. Um You went from wearing Jordans to Brooks. Right. <laughs> right. I was still wearing Nikes back then. I I, I couldn't I couldn't <laughs> fully transition that. into into the runners to the runner shoes. But um it was it was different. You know, I was I was like I wasn't good at it, like you said. I, I was I was just starting, so I wasn't good at it. Coming from basketball, where I was always I always I was always good at it, um, so I it was it was more challenging, um, and it was a learning curve, absolutely. And then Austin, to answer your question, it was I don't know. It was like a leap of faith, like yeah. just knowing knowing deep down that I didn't really want to play basketball at yeah. the, at that level. You know, I didn't want to beat myself up just to just mm-hmm. to play basketball when it's when it wasn't in my heart. Like when I when I enjoyed running more, mm-hmm. and um, I'd also started playing guitar, so I I yeah, developed a passion for music too. too. Um, but yeah, it was it was hard. It was hard yeah. at first, and then everybody asked me, "Hey, you know, why aren't you like, why aren't you playing?" Like, so it was it was tough. It was tough, but um, it was a learning experience. Yeah. You know, both ways. So. Yeah, I feel like because <laughs> I. I I remember this man. We were playing. It was one of the only like games we lost my senior year. Um, that's, that's a little subtle flex. <laughs> yeah, low key. But uh, we're playing at Annadale, um, and we lost up like a buzzer beater. And uh, actually, I think it was an Annadale. It, it was a. I know it was an away game, and you didn't have your. <laughs> You didn't have your warm-up jacket on, like, the right way. <laughs> like, you know, you know, you had it inside out. Like, when Fresh Prince yeah, had yeah, his yeah. suit jacket on inside out. And, like, myself and Raleigh were the leaders. And we're like, yo, like, like put your jacket on, like, the right way. Like, we're, we're walking out as a team. 
and you're just you're just like man whatever dog like <laughs> you just kind of brush us off and i knew like right then and there man like i don't think he loves it anymore um so i feel like you you honestly played that year only because of like me and the guys that you've been playing with um your whole life right so I mean, is that true? I don't remember that moment okay. about the warm up. Yeah, it sounds. It sounds yeah, you, true. You sounds like something. You sounds like something. Nico's that sounds like Marcus. Yeah, nah, I, I, do I don't that. deny it. I just yeah. don't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, nah, you definitely did it because we were sick. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably blame the loss on me because I. Didn't nah, 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 <laughs> never that. But but nah, nah, you're right. I, yeah, I had to at least finish that mm -hmm. with you guys. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think. It, it took bravery, man, for you to just, like you said, because you've been identified as like a hooper, a basketball player your whole life, and then to just kind of cut that off. Um, I'm sure it was tough for like your mom. Yeah. Um, I was just about to ask, like, how did your parents? Yeah. Because they spent a lot of money in yeah, my you. Man. So how did your parents react? Because typically those are the toughest people to confront with something like that. To change, Because, yeah. um... You know, you look up to them and, and you, you know, you want to have their approval. So what was that like? Yeah, I was very stubborn at that time. <laughs> so once I made the decision, you know, I kind of made the decision. Um, but no, it wasn't it wasn't easy for anybody. Um, it wasn't easy, like explaining to them why I did it, because it was kind of sudden, mm -hmm. you know, but I just I just knew that if my heart wasn't in it, you know, why? Why do it every day? Right. You know, why spend you know, all of my time and energy doing something if my heart's not in it. So yeah. ultimately, I just I had to make the decision for myself. Oh, that's that's it's, big. It's hard. It's hard. As, as a 16-year-old, there are very few 16-year-olds. Honestly, I'm going to keep it a buck. Like, I know 26-year-olds <laughs> who won't make career decisions or financial decisions. Um, unless 40 and 50-year-olds. Yeah, with, <laughs> unless their friends or family approve. Yeah. Right? Like, like if, if they're like, man, that's dumb. Like yeah, you're right. Like I probably shouldn't do it, but you took, you took that um, insight, you know, internally to say, look, this isn't for me, and I don't really care what other people think. Mm -hmm. Like I got to do what's best for me, um, which I respect, man. And go, then, go ahead. And I was gonna say, and the thing is, like, it's not like it was one of those, um, like you know, when like like a, a middle school girl is like, well, I want to do. I want to do the violin because Susie does the violin. No, like Marcus, he made a commitment to himself because he, like you said, he trusted his heart and he knew deep down inside, like, I want to do music. I, I want to, like, I really enjoy running. I'm going to, I'm going to do it. And you're what, 25, 26 now? 26, yeah, I'll be 26. And, he's, and you're still investing time, energy, and, and passion um, into those things. So it's not like it was one of those things where it was just like, you know, uh, a phase. And cross country is not the cool thing to do in high school. I mean, let's just call it what it is. So <laughs> no. it wasn't like it wasn't like he he went from you know I'm, I'm playing I'm playing uh, I don't know what's a what's a random sport but playing tennis. tennis. No offense. I love tennis. And I'm yeah ten tennis is dope. Shout out to Roger Federer. Shout out to Novak Djokovic. We just shout took out the out to Nadal. Serena Williams. Can we shout them? Serena out? too. <laughs> Serena. Um, he actually just lost to the dog. It's all good. He just it's got okay. his twentieth Grand Slam. Shout out to the dog, man. But Joke is my guy. Anyway, sorry. It's not like he went from tennis to like football. Yeah, like he went from basketball, which at Herndon is the that's that's the sport to play. 
Yeah, like nobody, varsity nobody boys basketball. Yeah. That team at that point, um, your big your big men on campus, really in a town. Like like that's the thing to do in this town is play varsity basketball. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you walk the halls with the jumpsuit. It's different, it's bro. Different, it's a different vibe, dog. Yeah, it's, I it's, still got mine. Yeah. I still got mine, too. <laughs> Y'all had the Nike ones, though, right? No. Our joints, your, our, your senior start. year <laughs> and my junior year were tough. Yeah, I used to. The, the black and red. Yeah, for Scotty. But it was Reebok, though. Yeah, they had a yeah, Reebok. No, we had Nike ones. Didn't yeah, we had the Nike ones. Yeah. Y'all had them all the gear. As soon as we yeah. leave, y'all get y'all get the like. We had three jerseys. Yeah, three jerseys. <laughs> the, the lightweight joints. Let's talk about the whole light introduction situation. How did that happen? Yeah, so, they got the Bulls '96 intro. We oh, the lights! Oh, when they turned the lights off, I was hot. I was hot. I was official, man. Nah, it which was bring, which bringing them them uh them the crowd. Honestly, in. like the after, audience after Scotty left, the audience after Scotty left, like it died down for a little bit, and then when we got there, it, it, the energy was back. Yeah, yeah, it y'all brought it back. I remember my first game. Y'all had on different color shoes, and yeah, I'm like, yeah, because we all had to wear like, team shoes back then. Adidas, Adidas, the worst. Yeah. Freaking D, you know, but I'll, I'll take a sponsorship. Adidas, <laughs> that's a fact. Yeah, let's, let's hit up Adidas, man. Sponsor the pod, but what I was going to say, Marcus, or ask, I should say, is, um, you know, you went through a period of transition. Like, how long did it take you to find your groove with cross country in high school? Like, when did you feel like, all right, I feel like I can compete with these guys? Probably like halfway through the season. It took like half a season for me to like. Wow. But I was, I was, I was running a lot. Like, I would, I would do practice, which was after school, and then after practice, I would go on a run like myself. Like, I would, I would go on a different run, like. Aside from practice, so I would I had to work at it, like because again I had just ran maybe for a few months, like mm-hmm. a few months of running, and like even at that time I didn't really know how to run. Like I, they taught me how to run and you know how to how to pace myself, and they taught they taught me like the technicalities of running when I started cross country. So those few months before it, I was just kind of running on my own, running on the treadmill, you know. So like it was a it was a big learning curve. Um, but yeah, probably half a season, and that was with, you know, additional work on my own. Right. I'm yeah. I'm just curious, like, because <laughs> when I think of running, like, I don't think of like technique or like you know any like intricacies to it. Can you talk about like, I don't know, something that like the average person wouldn't know about running? <laughs> well, I don't I don't want to speak like a professional because I'm not a professional. I'm not like an elite runner. Yeah, yeah. But you want to save energy. Like running is about saving energy. So you'll see a lot of people like kind of flapping their mm-hmm. limbs around or kind of like stomping their feet when they're running. Yeah. Like you don't want to do that. You want right. to be light on your feet. You want to pace yourself. You want to you want to breathe. You mm-hmm. know, a lot of people like they hold their breath or they use all their adrenaline. Right. And, you know, and then they burn out. You know, you want to pace yourself and and you want to be light on your feet. You know. Hey, I'm sure some people will find. I I find value. Yeah, because absolutely. You know, I sometimes I'm just I'm. I'm trying to go full full force, man, and I'm I'm out of control with this. Let's <laughs> be honest, because um, like when you're trying to like get to a hold on, hold on. Let me ask you this: the, the playlist, the first song you play has a lot to do with that. Yeah, yeah. If you play Meek nah, Mill, Ace yeah. Hood, yeah. you gotta play some like you gotta have that at the end. You yeah, gotta play some Miguel, yeah. you gotta play some Miguel or something. <laughs> Your first song gotta be uh, Bobby Valentino out. or. Neo, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the you said Bobby Valentino. <laughs> Bobby, he's a he's a legend. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. Look, he's in the Hall of Fame for me, man. I don't care what no one say. I don't care if he's five three. Slow down. 
just want to be But don't turn around Cause I'm pretty around there <laughs> 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 Yo, it's funny because Marcus has been around us for years So he knows that's how we are No, you yeah. know what's funny though? We used to listen So we used to play AEU um, When I say we Austin <laughs> Marcus were on the team and then I was on the team yeah. uh, Wait, he was yo, on the team with yeah. games though yeah. 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 I was on the other team right, yeah. we got Marshall, Marshall yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, Nemo was a fool my birth certificate changed a couple times with, <laughs> to play with them but um, we were in the same organization so we would practice at the same time so we would we would carpool we'd switch so like sometimes Marcus oh, would ride with us and then I would ride and then Austin and I would ride with Marcus and I remember vividly Listening to slow down on the radio, yeah. <laughs> on the way to Mar- Mount Vernon High School, we used to play. Um, we used to play like Grand Theft Auto, and the PS2 in there. Yeah, man, it was a nap. Was a navigator. Yeah, yeah. yeah that drum was clean. Yeah, man. it was crazy. But um, <laughs> shout out to my pops. But Marcus, man, he you know he had to put in like extra work to catch up because he was you know he was new to this, and um, a lot of people, man. I can't. It doesn't matter what arena it is. It just bothers me. People who just start rapping and they're like, "I'm the best rapper in the area." No, you're not. I just started a business. I'm I'm better than everyone here. No, you're not. You haven't you haven't experienced things yet. Um, I'm about to go overseas as a basketball player, but um, I didn't make varsity. I've got I've got people. <laughs> like he had to put in extra work. Like he was aware. He had awareness. He didn't come into it. He came into a humble and willing to um, be coachable, number one. But two, say, look, if I'm going to compete, like, I have to do things on my own. I can't rely on just the two hours of practice. Um, so, you know, you get over that, that hump halfway through the season, which is probably, what, like a month and a half into the season, two months or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, um, so we started started running in August. I didn't really feel like, like I had got, like, my like with the other runners you know i was i really i was like a like an outlier like mm-hmm. in, a, in a bad way you know <laughs> yeah. coming from basketball <laughs> so i didn't feel like amongst the other runners until about, about october so yeah almost two and a half almost three months in. how many so what what was practice like um it depends we had like we had like our training days which is where we'd be on the track mm-hmm. we'd be like 400 or 200 okay things like that and then we would have like our long run days where we would just do like a forty five minute run. Yeah. You know, I was I was never in with the the higher varsity level runners. They mm-hmm. would do like ninety minute runs and things like that, like nine mile loops and you know crazy runs yeah. like that. Um, I was just with the beginner intermediate, that's <laughs> what you would call runners. Right. So practice like a hard practice would be on the track. Like if we're on the track, that's probably a harder practice because mm-hmm. we're doing sprints and um, interval training and things yeah. like that, things of that nature. Um, but normally it's just, hey, you guys are going out for a 30-minute run. They group us together. Hey, you guys are going out for a 45-minute run. We stretch. Mm-hmm. We do some strides, like core work, push up. It was, it was, I, it was fun because yeah. it was different. Like, yeah, yeah. It was different for me. So I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it so much that I would go home and go on another run. So yeah. it, was, it was fun for me. But for yeah. other people, it was, it was kind of like practice. You yeah. Know? yeah. What, um, what other um, – you know things that you do to to help with your running like you said you mentioned you do core work mm-hmm. like upper body do you do like do you do weight training do you do yoga i like calisthenics so any form okay. of body weight exercises yep. i do a lot of pull-ups and push-ups i have a pull-up bar mm-hmm. um those help with like my back um arms chest push-ups um sometimes i'll do dumbbell work mm-hmm. like with, with dumbbells 
jump roping is is very helpful for me. Any any cardiovascular exercise will help you with running, but I find jump roping in particular very yes. helpful. Um, and it's it's just a different break from running. You can do it inside, like in the garage, yeah. in, the back, in the backyard, anywhere. Twenty minutes, fifteen minutes. Exactly. You're not out there. You're not like squatting and right. No, I don't. I don't. I don't do a lot of leg work just because yeah. I don't like being sore. You know. <laughs> Call me a sissy, but hey. I just don't like being sore. Hey, I like whatever, to train every single day. Whatever works for you. So I don't, yeah. I don't like to overtrain because I like to run. I like to do stuff yeah. every day. So if I go to the gym, you know, I squat or I deadlift or power clean, yeah. I'll be sore. And, and, and you know, honestly, it'll, I, it'll affect my training in a negative way. So. Yeah, I, I, I like that approach because, like you said, you're getting, you're getting more hours in. Like a lot of people that go heavy certain days, they're taking days off, right? So the more you know, hours you put in, because like you said, you're going, you're probably going every day. Every day. So, you know, what's that, 10,000 hours rule or whatever? Yeah, 10,000, it takes 10,000 hours probably to gonna, master something. You're going to rack up more hours than that person who's going heavy Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You know what I mean? So, I, I've, I, I took that approach, I think once I got out of college, um, to not like, all right, I'm going to go super hard this day, and then the next day wake up sore and not want to do anything but yeah. like and i have different goals like i don't have like a bench press goal or a squat no. goal so it's it's not really yeah. in my in my interest to go to the gym and yeah. lift a bunch of weights you yeah. know so the reason i just why have different goals so hey guys thanks for clocking in with us and making it this far into the episode we want to continue these episodes for as long as possible but we might need your help if you click on the description on each episode, you'll find a link that reads support this podcast. If you enjoy keeping up with us, click on that link and you can make a monthly donation. All right, you guys hear enough of me talking anyways. So let's get back into the episode. The reason why I call him Mr. Clock in and we call him Marathon Mark um, isn't just because, you know, he's run a bunch of marathons like he's consistent. He's consistent and he knows, he just said he knows what his goals are. And um, it's easy to try to compare yourself, especially in the days of social media, to other people and what they're doing um, when you don't have your own goals. Yeah. And Marcus was clear on like, this is, this is who I am. This is what works for me. And he stuck with it consistently, like over a decade. Which is why he, he looks the way he looks, is why um, he's still running at a high level. So, and then another thing he mentioned was, was being sore. Like, this again, this applies to life. Um, a lot of y'all, you know, and I have to talk to myself and, and make sure I'm not doing this. You try to just come out, out the gates, just full blast, like, out of excitement. It's not a, it's not a bad thing. It's out of excitement. But um, you, you got to pace yourself, man. Mm-hmm. Like you have you have to pace yourself. Um, and, and what I was going to ask you, Marcus, you know, it's crazy because like cross country practice for the most part, other than the track work, is pretty much just you and the team alone. Like there's no coach. I'm correct me if I'm wrong. Coaches aren't running with you, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to take personal responsibility, and then as a group. It's like, all right, if people are, are, are struggling, like, y'all have to pick each other up versus basketball. You only run unless the coach is, like, pissed at you. Yeah. Or he's just trying to get you in shape. But it's on the coach. 
to um, to really push you to do something. So, um, what was that transition like going from running because someone told you to versus like in, in monitoring you versus you know I'm pretty much on my own now. Like I'm practicing on my own. So what was that like? Well, I like again I enjoyed the running, so I did it voluntarily. Um, but it was nice having people around you, like you know, no, no, you can't walk. I like, keep going. Like it mm-hmm. was, it was different and it was challenging, um, but it was good. It was, it was good. It was, it was, it was good having having people around me that were like, no, no, we got to finish. Like, no, you're, we're not gonna let you walk. Like, mm-hmm. doesn't matter if you're sore. Like, that was my first time having somebody other than a coach. Like somebody, you know, not that my basketball teammates and stuff didn't push me, yeah, but it was just, it was different, different. You know, like yeah. you're. 20 minutes away from the school and yeah. it's like nah you gotta keep going like we're not we're not we're not back yet so it was it was nice you know and it was it was different but I, I can imagine you know just from a mental toughness standpoint like you really took strides in that right so like when you're run, when you're running can you talk about like what are you thinking about like what's going on in your head um cause like you said, it's only you, man. It's only you. Like you can't, you can't lean on on me to, you know, make a make a basket. Like you know what I mean. Like it's it's just you out there. So talk about like the mental side, um, and I guess kind of how you've taken strides um, personally on on that end. Yeah. Well, back then, um, you know, with practice, you would run you would run amongst the team. So we didn't we didn't have music or anything, but it was it was good running with other people. Um, and I was just focused on focused on getting better, yeah. you know, and focusing on my endurance. So I didn't want to be, even though I was the slowest person, I didn't want to be the slowest person. So that that pushed me to to you know try harder. Um, but when I wasn't running, you know, in cross country, I I used music a lot. Yeah. Like I had to have music playing, um, headphones. I always had to have my headphones in. Um, nowadays I listen to like podcasts. I don't really like music too much because mm-hmm. it'll get my adrenaline going. Yeah. And if you're running for an hour and a half, two hours, like you don't want to use too much of your adrenaline to yeah. end. So I like podcasts. I like what podcasts. Are you? I listen to the Clock In podcast. I'm a little <laughs> behind. I'm not gonna lie. That's what we're here, man. But I, I, I love listening to the Clock In podcast. You know, because y'all, y- y'all are humorous. Y'all, you know, <laughs> you're cracking jokes and stuff like that. And and I can learn something each episode. So cool. You know, so I like, to, that, I like to listen to the Clock In podcast yeah, for sure. What about other ones? Though? We're, you know, obviously we're. Nah, I do listen to like I only have a few. Yeah. I listen to this, and then I listen to um, ETs, the Secret to Success yeah, man, podcast. Like, it's my second crazy. favorite podcast. Yeah. It was my first until we started our own. Yeah, podcast. so I listen to that sometimes. I might like. I might listen to like a Joe Rogan podcast yeah. or something like that. But you listen to Joe Rogan junk. That's nah. Sometimes, running, like sometimes I'll have. Must be running twenty six miles because yeah, them things be like three hours. hours yeah, I listened to the David Goggins one. My last, my last marathon. Stay hard. Yeah, he's hilarious. He's crazy. Man. He's hilarious. That's who, that's really who like got me back into the running. Like, yeah, I had stopped for a little while and then. I watched. I watched his. Did you um? Have you read his book? I need to. Nah, I need to get. His I need book. to get that. I want. I'm, I'll probably get the audio book. Um, but yeah, I want to check him out, man. He's got, he's got a crazy story. I would love to get him on. Uh, too. I have a reminder in my phone to start reading it tomorrow. Yeah, yep. you have it. Yeah, I have it. Yeah. I'll let I you borrow it. Yeah, I'll let yeah. you. I got okay. so <laughs> I didn't know there was an edited version of his book. <laughs> See, I don't. Yeah, no. I got the unedited. Yeah, you got have um, to. <laughs> I got the unedited joint. To. But um, yeah, talk about like you know you finished um, high school obviously, um, but before I go there, so all right. 
you you did the first two and a half months to kind of like get yourself um, on the same like track as a team. Um, where did you end in your career as far as like, you know, best runners on the team or even like personal like none records that. that you? None of that. <laughs> none of that. I did cross country one year. That was that my sophomore year, mm-hmm. and then I just I wanted to do it on my own. Like I didn't yeah. want I didn't want I didn't want to do it like organized, you know, or like super competitive competitively. I just wanted to do it on my own. So I only ran cross country that one year, but that one year is really what taught me everything to to do it on my own and, right. and to to eventually run, you know, a half marathon and then a full marathon. So. Um, that that one year or that couple, I guess it was like that one season, that three to four months, um, is is what is what uh, showed me everything that I needed. You know, put everything in front of me, and then I just had to do the work myself after that. So I didn't really have the same type of goals. I didn't. I wasn't trying to break records at the school. Right. I, mm-hmm. I just I was a little bit too late to do that. You know. Yeah. Fact. So I didn't really have those type of goals, but. I knew I wanted to run a marathon one day, yeah. you know, and but cross country taught me how to do that. I was going to say it, but I can also imagine like that year was probably one of the most important years for you personally, because you learned so much about yourself. Yeah. Like you learned so much about, you know, how you can go into something new um, and, and enjoy it, but also humble yourself and know that like basketball, this isn't natural to me anymore, you know? Um, but it's something that I care about and you know I'm passionate about. I'm gonna I'm gonna take those punches, but you know, you know, you know, no pun. It's a marathon. Yeah. So there's two more things I wanted to touch on with running, and then we'll we'll transition into some of the other things you got have going on. Um, first thing is, you know, I've run a lot this quarantine, and um, you know, there's always a point, man, where you're like. I know I said I was going to run, you know, six miles, but, you know, I'll just run like four and you're on the, and you're on like the fourth mile. Right. For me, it's like two <laughs> where, you know, and my point is you hit that wall and you're like, man, I got two more miles. or I have this many more miles. Um, like, where do you go to to get yourself out of that? If you do get that, I don't know if you do. Maybe you did in the beginning, but um like, how do you pull that mental toughness out to say, nah, man, I'm about to finish this joint. Like, you know, I'm not giving up. Like, I committed to this. Um, even though I'm tired, even though my legs hurt, whatever, like, I have to finish. So, like, what do you do yeah. to get yourself? Because you don't have to. Home? Yeah, you don't have to. Like, you're not you're not getting paid, at least not yet. You're not, you're not on a team. Like, you're just doing it, you know? Yeah, so, like, and that's a good question. <clears throat> so, like, an everyday run... I wouldn't really hit the wall because I run so much like not to be like arrogant or anything, but the wall for me is is like a physiological wall. So like a cramp or a Charlie Mm -hmm. horse or something like that. So it's not the wind. It's like a physical. So on an everyday run, I wouldn't experience I wouldn't experience the wall. But like on a marathon, I've hit the wall every every marathon. Like I've only ran three, but every marathon I've hit. Hold on, hold on, hold on. This guy just said I've only ran three. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Four coming soon. Talking about a humble brag. <laughs> but um, those all hit the wall. And it's like, we, we didn't come this far to stop. You know, it's like, yeah, your leg hurts. Yeah, you can't really move your leg. But you have, you're have you closer to the finish than you are from the start. 
mm. you know, for mm. the most part. So like, that's a bar. <laughs> that that'll keep me going, and then it's like. <clears throat> Just knowing how happy I'm gonna feel once I finish, yeah, that'll keep me going. So that yeah. that's I don't know. It's it's, it's kind of it's, it's hard to understand. But like if you really know what what you're gonna get out of it at the end, that'll keep you going. You know, just on its own. But on an everyday run, my wall is kind of in the beginning. So like, let's say I'm going out for a 30 minute run. The first 10 minutes might might be horrible, like. But once I get over that 10 minutes, mm-hmm. then I then I'll go for a 45 minute run instead of a 30 minute run. Yeah. So, it's, you know, just just remembering why you started, um, and just having a, a resilient mindset. You know, like it's, it's just pain. It's just, you'll be okay. You'll be all right. Yeah. You're not gonna die. It <laughs> hurts. You know. So, yeah, and then you're like you're 30 minutes away from home. Like I, I don't want to walk all the way. You back gotta get your home. Like See, yeah. it's funny you mentioned that because <laughs> when you, do, I, you I can't stop now. You do I that on go, purpose. Yeah, so. I gotta get back yeah. home. There, there's times where I, I would run purposely during times where I knew I need to get back to do something. Mm. Like maybe 20 minutes after I, I'm supposed to be back, so that it forces me to like keep going. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the stuff you said, and I'm nowhere near Marcus's level, but. Um, a lot of the things you said about just thinking about the the feeling that it's gonna give you to just finish for me, man. It's it's about it's about self respect. It's about knowing I didn't quit when I easily could have. Um, and I, I don't know if if this has happened to you, but um, when I was running when I lived in Alexandria, I would see like the same people, like because I, I took the same trail pretty much, mm-hmm. but I would see a lot of the same people. Um, and then maybe like a month later, like, I don't see those people anymore. And it's like, I'm like, it was, for me, it was like, all right, I know I'm, I'm being more consistent Mm. and I haven't given up. So have you like had moments where, um, you kind of have like that, that same person or same group that like you want, you wave by when you're running and and (laughs) sometimes, sometimes it's it's actually motivating because it's like, all right, I'm tired, but like, I, I see them going right. Um, they don't then, look as tired. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They they might be as tired, but then there's other times where it's like, oh, I didn't see them today. Like I got, I, I separated myself. So do you, you know, do you have that feeling? Yeah. Well, I'm sure there's not a there's not that many people that run every day. Like I run <laughs> pretty much every single day. Like unless it's like pouring rain or that's really the only time. But um, so I do notice patterns. I notice people that run on the same trail as me. Um, but I also run different times. Sometimes I might run in the morning. Sometimes right. I might run at night. But I try to be that guy, like that that motivation. You know, I try to be the person that, you know, if they're walking and they see they see me, they're like, oh, I got it, I got it. So I'm try- I I literally try to be that person. You know, in my neighborhood, I'm kind of that person. I'm, I'm the guy that's, <laughs> that's always up, running man. around the neighborhood. Yeah. And they're, they always ask me like, "Why are you running? Like, what are you? You know, what are you?" I saw your cousin running there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I I try to be that it's guy, in, you know, because it, it makes a difference, you know, seeing another person doing it. So um, I try to be that guy for other people, and but no, I do I do notice other people on the trail, like older older people yeah. or you know heavier people that are trying to get in shape. Yeah, that are doing I love it, that. That man. are clocking in. So I, love, I definitely I notice it. it. I definitely yeah. see it. And you know, shout out to all of them. So yes, yeah, sir. Last thing about running, man. Um, how how has it helped you apply things to life from like a mental toughness and, and just mentality perspective like outside of running I say the most significant thing is discipline it it, it allowed me to develop discipline um, and consistency um, and then just having goals I never really set goals earlier like when I was growing up 
you know, because basketball always kind of came easy to me. I always mm-hmm. played up, so I never really set goals. I never really clocked in until, until you know, after college or, you know, I clocked in a little bit when I was started to run, yeah. you know, but it, <clears throat> it wasn't really clocking in. It was just different from mm-hmm. everybody who I was hanging around with. Right. But um, once I really started to clock in, once I really, once I really started to run all the time, it it helped me, you know, with discipline. It helped me with um, not procrastinating as much, you know, mm. being more proactive. Um, it really just helped me become healthier um, with my nutrition. I don't really eat a lot of fast food. I stopped drinking sodas, things of that nature. So um, it's called a keystone habit, you know, a habit that affects other areas yeah. of mm. your life. Yeah. That's really what it became for me. Um, it just helped, you know, lots of lots of other areas in my life. So. Yeah. That's good stuff, That's big bro. Time, yeah, man. round of applause. Oh, not that one. <laughs> we'll let that one go. <laughs> yeah, man. That's uh, that's powerful. I think. I think. Come on now. I think the one thing. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> the one thing that um, I think that you you conquered, man, was you know that that you versus you, you know, because. And running, that's all it is. Man. Well, I haven't conquered it. I still, I still battle well, it every day. But yeah, well, we all do. You know, we all it's do. a daily battle, though. It's a daily battle, yeah. but you're ahead right now. <laughs> you're ahead right now. So, um, yeah, man, that's that's big time stuff. Um, Your next thing, man, is um, a lot of people who know you in this area know you know you're you're a music artist, man, um, and you know. From what I heard earlier, it sounds like your love for music and your love for running kind of happened around the same same time, <laughs> which is crazy. Um, so talk about that journey, man, and how you got into music um, and kind of what's kept you consistent. Because like I said, with the episode with Joe Day and Zell. Um, that was a good episode. I remember I... Yeah, that was one of the episodes yeah. I listened to while I was running. I yeah, remember. that's nice. what's up, man. Yeah, yeah. that's a good episode. They're shout all good to, episodes. Shout out to those guys, man. <laughs> yeah, another man. another Herndon, Virginia, you know, <laughs> artist, just like Marcus. But I was like, people say they're gonna rap, and a year later they're not rapping anymore, you know, or whatever, singing. Um, so you've been consistent, man. So like, where did that whole thing start, and like, how's it progressed to where you are now? Yeah, well, the music and the running that was around that was tenth grade. Um, but it wasn't rap. Like I wasn't rapping. Nah, in you school. had a you had a guitar. Yeah, right. I remember that. Lenny, Lenny Kravitz. Right. <laughs> right. And so it was just uh, something that I wanted to do. <laughs> I was before the dress. I don't know who I was Lenny back then. <laughs> shout, out to, shout out to Lenny Kravitz. Shout out to Lenny, man. But um, I yeah, I was. I started playing guitar, <laughs> and you know, I was, I was. It introduced me to a new crowd of people, uh, different types of music. Um, and then fast forward to college, I was kind of like on the cusp because I was I was always writing stuff like poetry or just journaling. Just mm-hmm. I was always writing stuff, so um, I knew I could. All I had to do was make it rhyme. You know, I had rhythm. I loved rap music, so I was always reciting raps. I always mm-hmm. knew all the lyrics to everybody else's stuff. I just in my head, I was just like, I could I could probably do this. So I tried my hand at it. You know, in the dorms in college, <laughs> a few times. And my friends were like, no, no, you're good. Like, you're nice at this. You know, like, you're, this, this, you're good at this. So it was really just a conscious decision. Like, if I'm going to do this, I have to do this. Yeah. Like, I, can't, I can't do it for a summer. I can't put out a song. And then, like, I, I knew I was 19 at that time. I knew that I had to, like, once I decided to be 
a rapper or do music, then I would have to do it. Like I would just, you know, I'd have to do it, you know? So it wasn't a choice. It wasn't a choice to stop or to, you know, give up because I, I didn't, I didn't start to do that. Like I, I only started because I knew I could accomplish what I, when I set out to do. Yeah. So, um, I forgot the question. No, you're good, man. So your first, your first project was Grey Album, right? Yeah. Yeah, the Grey Album. The Grey Album was my first album. Yeah, yeah. Grey Album tough. Um, so you, Poseidon, that was my, that was one of my favorite. Yeah, check out the Grey Album. It's on Apple Music, man. Um, check that joint out. But all right, so people saw potential in you, um, but you still had to make a decision that like you're all in with this. Oh yeah, yeah. I like I switched my I switched my. Major. My degree, yeah, to English. Yeah, I was I was on an education educational path to be a teacher, um, which is something that I want to do one day. Uh, I can see that though. Yeah, but um, I switched my my major to English to be to you know concentrate on my writing and mm-hmm. uh, my songwriting and things of that nature. Um, but yeah, I got serious. I was serious from the jump. Like it was never like it was fun and it yeah, was yeah. you know I enjoyed it. But it was like no, I'm doing this to be the best version that I can be, like, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, so, um, we asked Joe and Zell this, I mean, kind of, like, walk through the process of, like, making a project, man, because that's, like, the clock in there is, it's more mental, it's more, like, creative than it is physical, right? Um, and it's not easy. We got we got Eric here, we got Gruss, you know, a.k.a. Grussell. He, I know he knows it well, but, you know, you don't just make songs just out of thin air like it takes work so for you man like uh you know talk talk about like what what does it actually take to be a legit like musical artist um you just got to stay true to yourself really you know that's 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 the best thing you know what are you saying and is it is it you you know the the second the second to stand true to yourself is the content like what are you saying like can people what can people take from it um, but just overall authenticity and congruency, you know, mm. um, that's what it takes to be successful in my eyes. In anything, know? man. Um, yeah, not just music. But it takes resilience. Like you gotta have, you gotta have a, you gotta have like a, a hard mind to, to do music, you know, cause it takes a lot out of you too. Like mm-hmm. the music that I do at least, cause I do like. Like emotional, I guess music. The vulnerability. Yeah. Talk about life. Like introspective, I guess would be a better word. Type music. So it takes a lot out of you. Um, You got to be creative, you know. Um, And then you got to be relatable, you know. A lot of people can 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 write, but like, can other can you say it in a way that other people will understand it, you know? So. Um, but it all boils down to just being authentic and being yourself because you right. a lot of people out there are just trying to be what they think is popular or what they you know what they're really just playing yeah. into you know just trying yeah. to get likes and you know all that crap um, yeah I don't really listen to a lot of local honestly you Zell and, and Joe really there's a couple other guys but a lot of these local dudes just like they're not good. Call it is, man. I got to shout out my homie Orion. I don't know if y'all have heard. Yeah, yeah, Orion, yeah. Heard. And yeah, there's nice. probably a ton out here that are good nice. that I just don't know about. But um, I'm not gonna listen to someone just because you're my boy. Like, 
I'll, I'll listen to it, but if it if it's not in my Apple Music, <laughs> like you know how you can listen to you can search the Apple Music stuff and then like listen to the album without yeah, adding yeah. it. Yeah. If I don't add it, I do that every Friday. Friday. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me ask you about this stuff. Like, say one of your friends like sends you music, it's trash. Like, how do you how do you <laughs> how do you respond? To them? You don't respond unless they ask you because I have to deal with that a lot. What if they do ask you? What do you say? You have to say something. <laughs> You can be mean. Like, I can't be mean to my homies. Like, yeah. if I know I'm about to see you again, like, <laughs> you know, like I can't be mean to you. So I got to say something about the beat. Them, you got you to gotta be honest, though, right? If they ask me, if they ask me, if they just play it for me, I I can't just be quiet. I got to be like, oh, that, that was a tough beat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> to go you got to find that's something. to go to. Like, oh, who made the beat? Yeah, <laughs> that'd be hard. Like, who made the beat? Yeah, that's, that's good guy. I say I never make a judgment off the first listen. That's a, a great, great one. That's a great. That's a great one. Yeah. Nah, but like, who would play music that's yeah. not good? Like, hey, but he's it's, it's hard for me. I'm a hard. <laughs> he's a great. <laughs> he's a great guy. I'm a hard critic. Yeah, so. you, you just gotta tell him like, yeah, man. You know, just keep grinding, man. You know, you, you, I, know you, I know you just started, man. Like, for what? For, hey, for how like, long? That's, for see, how that's long encouraging. You know, that's encouraging. Yeah, I'm fat, bro. I can't encourage you if it's whack, though. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> if it's whack, I'm not gonna encourage you to do more whack stuff. Like, oh man, I have a different ran, ear. Like, either into, you have it or you don't, and a lot of people don't have it. Yeah, uh, man. I ran into that situation. They really want you to like, think they have it. It's like, dog. It's like, nah, let me play you this one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So how you got another one? It's like, okay, go ahead. <laughs> so how do you, yeah, that's, how, that's the thing. You can't be too good because you can't give them too. much That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I, yeah. it's it's and tough. Let go. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, but I try to run it, man. That's all. You keep grinding, man. Keep clocking. It's possible. Just tell yourself it's possible. It's, yeah. it's possible to get better. About you before you come to me. About yeah, it. man. What are you gonna say, Marshall? Uh, no, I was just gonna say, man. Um, you mentioned how a lot of people reach out to you who like aren't good. Like, how do you decide who you do tracks with? Because I know, like Joe and Zell. Um, y'all got something together? Nah, we need to get something. Oh, y'all, y'all, y'all do up, need man. something together. Like, why don't I know track. about that? Yeah, y'all do need to get something together. <laughs> Grusso on the beat, for sure. Mr. Foley on the beat. Try that joint. Uh, El Herndon or something. Um, <laughs> sponsored by Anita's. <laughs> Speaking of Anita's, I haven't had Anita's in like a couple weeks. That's man. good. Because yeah. you live with me and I'm not trying to be smelling. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, <laughs> hey, that Anita's be tearing my shit I can't even but you know because you there there are people who they may be good but they don't really line up with like who you are right so how do you choose Wait. the right people hold on <laughs> I, can't, I can't even get the question out you know because call me you said the name nah, I heard, I heard, I heard it. it stomach what did they yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was a it was a web and then what I mean nay nay stomach on parade. Nay, nay, oh, no one need us for you. Yeah nah, man. Yeah man. But uh <laughs> yeah, these dudes it's my fault, my bad. I got yeah, it wrong track. Um <laughs> but yeah man, it's really about like how do you choose the right people to work with? Um and, and like how do you like vet them? Because not everyone is right for you or that particular track that you're gonna do. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I only really do music with people that I've already kind of done music with, and okay. not not to sound like, um, like, like I don't want to do music yeah. with anybody, but it's it's I'm building something right yeah. now. So, 
I, I kind of have to know you or at least, you know, have some reason to do the music with you. Right. Otherwise, I'm, you know, it's... Um, it's a trust thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not that I don't want to do music with other people, but I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's hard to answer. But at this, at this point, I have I have people that I do music with that I collaborate with. Right. And those are the people who I've been doing music with for the past couple of years. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I don't want to sound like standoffish or yeah, like, yeah. like uninviting to other people. But I kind of just make the music with who I make it with. And I'm a solo artist for the most part. You that know, is I, true. I like to collaborate, but it's not needed, you know. I feel like your type of music, you talk a lot about your personal experiences at that moment and past experiences. So it's kind of tough to like have another person on, on the track if you're, yeah. like you said, introspective. Mm -hmm. um, I know, I know, another boring ad, but I promise this is super important. I want to know, are you registered to vote? Headcount is a nonpartisan organization that works with the music and entertainment industry to get fans to vote. To update or check your voter registration status, go to headcount.org, where you'll find all the information you need to be ready for Election Day. At Headcount, you can also check your registration status. Millions of people get purged from the voter polls every year. Everyone should check their registration status. The deadline to register to vote in some states is as early as October 4th. So please get out there, guys. Spread the word. Vote so we can be the change. Another thing, man, that, that comes with being a, a good artist or any artist um, is critics, man. They say it. So like, do you have any stories about people who are like, man, Marcus isn't really good or like, I don't really like his music. Like, have you had any, any, uh, you know, I guess situations where you had to like, people, people try to plant seeds of doubt and then you yeah. had to deal with it and move forward. Well, yeah, that's a good question. I'm my biggest critic. Um, and I hate to say it, but like, no, a lot of, like, I've never had, you know, I've never had somebody say like, that was whack. Like mm -hmm. I, and it's 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 weird because I really haven't like it's always been like oh that's that's good or oh that's you like oh you sound like this I never had like somebody tell me like oh no nah, I don't do music like it's always been the opposite like and I, it is weird like it's weird like not that I'm around yes man but like I make I make good music so I've yeah talk talk yourself <laughs> nah like, I'm not trying to be I'm not trying to brag but like no I haven't nobody's ever. Aside from like maybe a couple of family members who are like, oh, you're, you're gonna do music, like really? Well, that's but that's different. It's never been, it's never been in the case that my music wasn't good. Right. It's always like really that's like you know what it takes to do music, da da da. But I've never, I've never had any naysayers for the most part. I've had people like hate on it or say it's, you know, it's, it's sad boy music or it's emo or mm -hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, but yeah. You can't deny the quality of the music, whether right. it's whether it's emotional or whether it's sad whether you like the the message or not like it's still good quality yeah it's good i've never told i've never had anybody tell me that my music wasn't good you know uh, except for myself I, yeah. I tell myself all the time like i don't know if that's good enough you know but. i feel like a lot of rappers are like that um like man my old stuff was trash and i'm like i mean it wasn't that bad bro but it's like you you've seen how much you've gotten nah, better. my old stuff is trash <laughs> 
How do you feel about the Grey album? <laughs> nah, the Grey album's still new. That, that's still fresh. Grey album was tough, though. Yeah, that like was that, like 2001. Some of it, some of the, there's a couple songs in there where I'm like, I don't know about that. I remember when you dropped that. But album. that's just, that's just age. That's just. Yeah, yeah I mean, you're at, you're at a different point in life. I, honestly, I, and this is a good question that I was thinking about. I feel like your sound has kind of changed over the years. Yeah. I don't know if I'm wrong, but like, what has led to like, you know, what's, what's changed? Like, why has your sound kind of. You know, well, I think the biggest change is you you're know, having more fun. Like it's more fun, you know, music. Yeah, it's definitely more yeah. fun. Before I was getting out a lot of like sad yeah. stuff, yeah. a lot of like you know traumatic, I guess, emotional stuff. Yeah. Um, but the biggest change is just the bringing the guitar back, you know, and, and incorporating that into the music as much as I can. Before I was like on YouTube a lot or just looking for certain types of beats, but now nowadays. I'm involved with the production a lot more. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's the that's biggest dope. change. My sound is still developing, but I kind of I kind of know where it's headed. Like in my in, in my mind. Um, you be singing to the girls. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. I respect absolutely. that. Absolutely. If I could sing, that's what it is. Oh yeah. Uh, the auto tune. Anybody can sing with auto tune, man. Yeah, let me hop on the track, man. Me, Both of y'all can sing. Let me get on the track. Everybody in this room can sing with the right with the right computer. Got something to preview though. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, possibly. Okay. Yeah, about but in the meantime, they can check out my latest music yeah. video. Yeah. You know, we can, where yeah. can they check that out? Yeah, we're, we're uh, YouTube.com backslash Marcus Barry. That's my YouTube channel. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Marcus Barry. That's where all, all my latest updates and stuff. And you're saying right? I'm working. I'm focused. Okay. Yeah, he's clocked in right now. <laughs> I'm focused. And hey, it's the fancy spelling of Marcus. All right. It's M A R Q U E S. Barry B E R R Y. Not not M A R C. No C's and K's. No K's and no C's in here. If you had a if you had a K, you might be in jail right now. If you had a C, if you had a C, yeah, for real, dog. Not a C. A C. You 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 be a good citizen. M A R K U S. It's different, bro. Nah, you're right. It's different, dog. That's interesting point. Dog, that's uh, like, oh, M-A-R, the way, your name is important, dog. Like, people be thinking, um... I'm a letter away from being locked from up. From being locked up, man. <laughs> for real. <laughs> your, your life trajectory yeah, would be real. different, man. <laughs> my name was, if my name was, uh... <laughs> your name was Antonio or something. <laughs> or like... Freaking, uh, my name was Marcel instead of Marshall. <laughs> I'd be a different Marcel. dude. <laughs> I'd be a different Freaking dude. Andre. <laughs> Alternate you kind of look like uh, what's, right. what's Slim uh, from yeah, the Nah, what's Slim from the from the Andre Ingram from the Lakers? <laughs> <laughs> Remember that dude? The dude's like forty in the G League. Bucket though. That's look alike. Oh, yo! One thing I want to add, yo: if you can play the guitar slash piano, you don't have to sing. Like you just have like you just add a little vocal while you're playing the guitar with the piano. Yeah, like yeah, the vocals yeah. don't have to be nice like that. Nah. You can be an ugly person yeah. and play piano and sing, and, and like, you'll back. Come out. Yeah, you'll get some girls. All facts. Um, I need. I need nah, I'm you about to learn. You get. You bundled up, man. You. Know, I still want to. I still want to learn the piano though, like for real. That's something that I do want to learn. I um, would say the piano is easier than the guitar. I, I would definitely. say. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Um, I might do both, man. We'll see. If you, you don't take play. lessons with a writer, y'all be y'all be good. Yeah, man. You learn how to do the guitar. I gotta learn how to sing or something. 
See, we can I, don't, I don't think you can learn that. Shit. I can't learn that. Wave is past. Let me use him right now. <laughs> you already heard it. Nah, we was in that choir though back in the day. Was you ever in the choir? Nah, I played guitar for the church a couple weeks. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was never in the. They couldn't have me in the choir. We were in the choir. We was in the choir. Nah. Sick, bro. In the front row. Like I think on, church man. is the only place where like you can absolutely suck at singing and still sing. Oh yeah, I did yeah, like the, the, the holiday, like the Christmas specials and yeah, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that was the closest yeah. I got to the choir. Like, but you remember how you were saying like you can't tell people that that are trash that like hey keep going. If it's singing, I can tell. I'll tell you. But yeah. not, what I'm saying is like that needs to be a rule in the church. Yeah, that needs to be a rule in the church. Like there needs to be someone who's their whole job is the. They need a Sandman for church. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep, exactly. Apollo. Exactly. They need to cut their mics off. Just yeah, mics off. Like, cause put them all in this section and just cut their mics. And they the main one asking for solos. Nah, man. <laughs> nah, you can sit solo yeah. uh, in the back. Yeah, man. <laughs> Return your you volume so low you can't hear. You. Yeah, but um, <laughs> that video. Uh, <laughs> Wait, what did you, what you, you say? You said, 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 and he was like, he stopped. He was like, oh, you know, you know, you know, the piano was like, you know, the piano was like, do 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 he turned around and said and it was it was funny because it was, it was a black church so you know the you choir you know it was a black of course it was black you know, you know the, uh, the the choir was in the, the the stadium seating the church stadium seating yep. he turned around looked up said no, no, y'all, y'all listen to him some of y'all don't need to be singing solo okay some of y'all do not need to be in this choir look you know I love you you know Bishop you know Bishop Jenkins loves you right but uh, uh y'all, y'all can't sing yo alright yo dad dad has, done that, dad has done that before dog <laughs> it's one of the funniest <laughs> things in the middle of the church in the middle of the song yo cause like the order the, the, <laughs> We got the so oh my god. We don't have live music. Yeah, I'm crying. We have like the we have the instrumental track, right? It's only a matter of time. Yeah, we yeah. We have we have uh, the instrumental track, right? So like he'll they'll uh have the, the sound man key it up and they'll start off like singing way too early and you can tell yeah especially when it's instrumental that has the words with it so that the words are mismatched my dad would be like oh we about to do things in decency and order all right <laughs> yeah he says in the most polite way too that's the no, funny no, part we're start over. <laughs> we're gonna start over all right we're gonna do this right all right harry <laughs> Harriet, turn, uh, People in the back. All right, now come on, come on, now. come on, y'all got this now. Come on. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Whenever the congregation has to encourage <laughs> Movie cast. Oh, yeah. Another poll. Bring the poll back. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're uh, 
We we need to figure that out because yeah. I need to close out the series, man. We ain't about to close the dang dang out. <laughs> so he said that when I was down three one. It's okay. It's all right. It's not gonna be all right. It's not six. Okay, well, look, I'm gonna win this, and then we are gonna race. We're about to take two out. <laughs> we can race right now, champ. Right, let's finish this podcast. Real quick, <laughs> nah, but uh, on a serious note, Marcus, um, talk about like what's next for you, man. Actually, take a step back. What's your goal with music? Like what? What is like? Because you're you're committed, right? But like you mentioned in running, you had it. You had to set goals. Like so, what is your goal with your music? Uh, I have like specific goals, um, but ultimately, I just want to be able to support myself off my music. Mm. You know, whether it be from you know sales or doing shows, touring, merchandise. Um, I just want to be able to support myself from my music. I want to be an independent artist who can feed myself, pay my bills, you know, live the life that I want to right. off my music and or other, you know, business endeavors. That's beautiful, um, man. Yeah, that's awesome. About to be running and, and rapping and singing. <laughs> that's it, man. You might be running from uh, show to show. Yeah. You know, hey, the band, yeah, hey, yeah. hey. Driver, meet me at uh, meet me at the other show. We in DC. Yo, what if you did like? I'm just gonna route the tours with the marathon. I literally, I literally yeah. was thinking that he like because imagine like documenting whole, that. the climate now encourages for it. Like you saw Bad Bunny, he was in the Bronx. Yeah, it's like he was on a bus. But I was like, yo, what if you rapped? And it was just a marathon. And it was like, like uh, like Punch Out. The dude's in the truck. Mm-hmm. The dude's just running. <laughs> Giving all the ideas away, yeah. man. Oh, we gotta, we gotta cut that portion time. Time out. <laughs> you know, first but, one's um, free. Yeah, so my goals with music, we went over that. Yeah. And what's next? We'll end, we'll end with that. Like, what's what's next for you? Uh, I'm running a marathon on November 7th. So I've been training, I've been training intensely for that. So that's what's next. Um, follow me on Instagram, YouTube for more music. Um, but yeah, we just gonna continue to clock in. Shout out my brother Spitter, man. Yes, sir. Marathon Mark in the building. That's big time, man. Rock, man. That was a powerful episode. So many life lessons. So many life lessons. So, um, a couple things that we want to end with. Um, this is on a kind of a more gloomy note. Um, but RIP to Alex Nwogu. Uh, he was a, a UMV grad, cum laude. Um, actually, where did you go to school? UVA. UVA. Um, graduated cum laude, I think this this past year, and was actually the boyfriend of um, a friend of the family's, um, yep. which is crazy because I saw the news about it um, like a day before. I realized that oh, that's so and so's boyfriend. Um, he was a obviously a scholar. Um, I think he had a really good job coming out of school and got, got gunned down in D.C. You know, I mean, I don't know the specifics, but prayers man. prayers to, to everyone affected. Um, you know, we, we have to be better. You know, we, we have to be better, you know, because that's that's a future that was taken away, man. And um, who knows what impact he could have had. African-American, so, man. I don't know if you... Yeah, you but black. On that. Yeah, black, black male. Um I don't want to make assumptions and say, oh, it was a black black on black crime. I mean, I don't know. But regardless of how it happened, um, it, it, it's a tragedy. And, um, you know, we definitely want to 
be in pra- uh, be in in prayer mode for them and um and and you know whoever was affected um so shout out shout out to 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 him man and um RIP and um hopefully you know he's he's with the man upstairs um on a brighter note uh we we do have a clock in MVP of the week nominee uh he was actually kind of like a spoiler man um so the the guy that I'm talking about um it's funny man I was doing um a training at my last job and um he was at the training um, it was probably like 25 people and like 8 or 9 months later I see him at the gym we start talking um and you know he told me he worked at Dell Tech which is what my where my last company was and I've been gone for like at least 6 7 months um and he was like yeah I know who you are like I was in that in that training and I was like oh like like wow that's crazy and then you know real good dude we stay connected he you know he's kind of trying to do what I'm doing with my career so I've given him some advice but um was on Instagram and um he doesn't really post a ton but he posted a picture of him like four months ago to now and, and this dude is ripped man like he's ripped up he lost actually it was three months he lost 40 pounds in wow. three months mainly from stairmaster get applause for that mainly from so yeah, man. without further ado oh, okay. the clock in mvp mvp of the week is andrew latrash congrats andrew that's good time man shout out to andrew Great shout out to andrew um, and the reason why I say he's a spoiler is he doesn't, like I said, he doesn't post a ton. Like, I've never tagged him. He's never tagged me. I just saw it on his on his story and was like, man, um, he definitely deserves that. Um, so shout out to Andrew. I think he got a new job as well, man. Um, got a promotion. So he's clocking in, you know, corporately. Um, and, uh, you know, good stuff, man. Good stuff. So another great episode, bro. <laughs> yes, sir. Big shout out to Marcus, man. And, um Marcus has been here a couple times just spectating a little bit, but we had to get him on here, man. Yeah, he man. has a powerful story and uh, a, a, a ton of value to add. So, again, thank you to, thank you to Eric, man, Eric Jackson, oh, really? a.k.a. Russell. Thank you to Nico Berry, a.k.a. Mr. Fooley. Yep. Yes, sir. <laughs> Shout out to Nipsey, you know, Four week old, yeah, Shout out to Nip, man. Hey, you know what's funny? It's it's not it's not a coincidence that Marathon Mark and Nipsey are in the building together. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Look how God works, man. Look how God works. But y'all have a blessed week, man. And uh, get some new merch and clock in. Let's get it. Go cop that, man. Clock in. Shout out to Clock in. Been clocking in. You got the Denzel laugh on. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he does, man. Y'all be safe, man. Where's the food? We push each other daily, level up, cause that's what brothers do. Clock in.